The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our podcast is brought to you by ComBank, committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 16th of April. In your squeeze today, the retirement of Greg Inglis and the latest on Israel Folau, a fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, Karen Nettleton's plea to bring her grandchildren home from Syria, and beards. This is your squeeze today. A couple of sporting stories to kick us off today. Firstly, South Sydney Rabbitohs and Queensland State of Origin captain Greg Inglis yesterday announced he's retiring effective immediately from the NRL, Claire. So Inglis was at the top of rugby league for quite some time. He's had a very stunning career, 15 years long. Wayne Bennett, who is one of the um, top coaches in the game, said that he was certainly one of the greatest players that they've ever seen. And uh, for a kid from Bowerville who ended up playing for Queensland uh, and then through 263 NRL games with the Melbourne Storm and with the South Sydney Rabbitohs and also representing Australia, Uh, it's the close of a fairly significant rugby league career. Yeah, his career hasn't been without challenges and controversy, but yesterday at that press conference he said it wasn't any of those things that were the reason for his retirement, rather it was just time. And also, and interesting too, uh, he's a very prominent Indigenous man and certainly there seems to be opportunities there for him to further that part of his career. A less graceful exit appears to be the way Israel Folau is looking to leave rugby, Claire. Yeah, it's still pretty messy, this one. Rugby Australia has issued him with notice to terminate his contract with the Wallabies. Um, there's now a 48-hour period that we're in. It'll close on um, on Wednesday, so tomorrow, uh, about whether he accepts that termination or whether he needs to front up to a code of conduct hearing. But um, Wallabies coach Michael Checker last night was on 7.30 and said that it's really important that Australia uh, supports the Wallabies particularly coming into a World Cup year and that Falau had been a fairly divisive character even though he was probably regarded as their best player and interesting to see this morning too Nick Farr-Jones who of course was a very successful Wallabies captain back in the day has urged Falau to apologise and for Rugby Australia to forgive him and to bring him back into the Wallabies fold. It doesn't look like he's going to be doing that and at least until now he's indicated he isn't for changing. That's right. And as we alluded to in the headlines, big breaking news out of Paris this morning, the Notre Dame Cathedral, Claire, has caught on fire. And not just a a little bit, a lot. The roof has collapsed. The famous spire has fallen. Um, It looks like that flames have engulfed the entire building. Um, It's the Catholic Cathedral in the middle of Paris that dates back to the 12th century and is considered um, one of their very standout um, structures. And President Emmanuel Macron has tweeted that, um, you know, Our Lady of Paris is in flames. He's also visited the site and it's a very sad day for Paris. Devastating news coming out of Paris this morning. Uh, As far as the cause of the fire, speculation is it might might be linked to ongoing restoration work on the roof, but there's been no official word. 
We mentioned a week or so ago the challenge of bringing the children of Australian IS fighters back home. Perhaps the most high-profile example of this is the three children of Khalid Sharouf and Tara Nettleton. They were both killed in Syria as well as two of their sons. They've got, as I said, three children are still in Syria. And Carol Nettleton's battle to bring her grandchildren home has been uh, going on really for the entire time that they've been in Syria, which is um, now into the five-year mark. But um, she actually took four corners with her and was subject of last night's program um, to the refugee camp in Syria and um, going through that heartbreaking process of trying to get them out. There's serious concerns for the eldest um, of Nettleton's grandchildren who uh, is pregnant with her third child at just 17 years old. So um, as you might remember, PM Scott Morrison and Labor leader Bill Shorten have both made reassuring noises that if they're able to get out of Syria into a third country that Australia might be able to assist them. To politics and United Australia Party leader Clive Palmer yesterday agreed to pay back millions of dollars in entitlements to the workers who lost their jobs three years ago when his Queensland nickel refinery went into liquidation, a big issue up in Townsville particularly. Yeah, it sure is. That company collapse left debts of about $300 million and it's not really clear whether Palmer will cover the outstanding entitlement of workers, which is believed to be about $7 million, or whether he's going to repay the $66 million tab that the government picked up paying some of those entitlements to workers that were left high and dry. But certainly there's a lot of scepticism about Clive Palmer's motivations up there in Townsville. Yeah, there's been a bit of speculation he might announce that he will run in that seat of Herbert, which um, encompasses a lot of Townsville. We don't often talk about the polls out of New Zealand, the political polls, but Jacinda Ardern's reached a personal popularity high of 51%. That's right. And it's something that's come off the back of the Christchurch terror attack. When asked about that, Jacinda Ardern didn't really want to speculate about the cause of that popularity spike, but just said that she's got a job to do on behalf of New Zealand and she's focused on doing it. It's more that the National Party leader, Simon Bridges, is a personal popularity of 5%. Yeah as is another fellow Nat, um, just 5% compared to Ardern's 51% is um, quite a gap. And uh, if your bloke has a beard, you might not want to listen to this last bit. Or if you're comfortable with beards and dogs, if you're the sort of person that doesn't mind a dog getting close to your face, then pretty much you're on a level pegging according to a latest report. Apparently beards carry just a little bit more bacteria than a dog does. Uh, As you said in the email, it's on the interwebs, so it must be true. (laughs) There's a scientific study in everything. Yeah. Um, of course, we've got Ask Quiz the Election email. If you want a bit more on politics and policy and what's happening on the campaign trail, um, we've got a link to sign up to that in your episode notes. Check that out. We'll have a podcast wrapping up the week in politics coming out on Thursday as well. Uh, the subject line, Claire. Subject line with the very sad scenes in Paris, I've uh, found David Bowie's line, ashes to ashes, funk to funky, which of course is from one of his very famous songs. Yeah, I'm sure most people will wake up this morning, look at their phone and that'll be the big news this morning. It's a, a big fire. And also breaking as we pull the podcast together this morning is the winners of the Pulitzer Prize for journalism. Um, all the details of those winners are in the Squeeze Today email. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Have a great Tuesday and uh, we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. 
we're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.